Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm Frank Benali. This is Klaus Lundekram. I'm Matt Letitia. Dean Hammond's here. And you're listening to In That Number. Kevin Amoskonish Milton. Find me on Twitter at Amoskonish. And me, Ray Hunt. You can find me on at RayHunt84. Follow the show on at Number Podcast on Twitter. And on Facebook, Instagram, and Telegram on In That Number Podcast. Email us with your thoughts and feelings on In That Number Podcast at gmail.com. And if you like what you hear, consider showing your support by visiting buymeacoffee.com forward slash In That Number. Let's march on in. Welcome back to another episode of In That Number, part of the Sports Social Network. This is episode 218. Today, we look back at our game at Vicarage Road from Saturday. Not the result we wanted, but in all honesty, we were lucky to get away with with a point, really. Um, We're losing ground on the leaders once more, but we extended that unbeaten run to 12 now as we drew 1-1 with Watford. Uh, We also have another busy week to prepare for, the midweek game at Coventry City, and then the homecoming against Blackburn Rovers on Saturday. Uh, once again, we're without Nosko Mush uh, as he's on his holidays. But we have Tim and I once more. So uh, welcome back, Tim. And uh, how are things for you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, I wouldn't call it Vicarage Road. More like Vicarage Road because that's what we're going to be bickering all out all day. Uh, yeah. for, from a last second goal. That's for us to score, not for them. Yeah, I, I just thinking like as soon as it happened, I was gutted. But I thought, you know what, we we probably deserved that, deserved to let a goal in because we've done that to a number of teams this season. You know, Millwall, Preston, QPR. It's just been yeah. But we now we've uh, let one in. It's kind of like and plus we probably didn't deserve it, did we? Uh, I know what it means by but deserving it, but it's still it still hurts. It still hurts. It's still a kick in the nuts. It certainly is. Ninety sixth minute. Yeah, um, very disappointing. Um. But like I said, I think we got what we deserved. Um, if you want to join our Discord, please get in touch. Uh, chatting amongst fellow friendly and passionate Saints fans. You can join in with all our predictions, game chats, various fantasy football leagues and other games. Um, if you're interested, then you only need to contact us through our various means of communication. That's email, there's Twitter, there's Instagram, Facebook, and uh, we'll get you in. But there's also a link tree on our Instagram, I believe, and Twitter. So uh, go on there and... Uh, you can find out all the information that you need. Right, Tim, ITN News. This is ITN in that number news. Okay, one thing that caught us off guard on Saturday was the absence of uh, of uh, Flynn Downs. Um, he looked to be okay in the week. I saw lots of uh, training pics and videos and you know it looked like he was having fun 
looked fine, all normal. And then on the day, Martin said there was an illness. Um, by all accounts, he felt unwell on Thursday. He came in Friday, uh, but was sent home. Um, but he is expected to be back for Coventry. Um, but we certainly missed him, or so it seemed, didn't it, Tim? Yeah, absolutely. And if you remember him signing earlier in the season, he wasn't it. His signing was delayed because yeah. he ate raw chicken. He ate raw chicken liver. Okay, so we have to basically tell him, and we have to get a cook for him now. Okay, <laughs> he, he has to have his own personal chef, and he can't eat anything that would be potentially get him sick. Because if he's shaky and eating raw chicken liver, he's probably sick again from eating some dump from dumb shit. So let's let's fix this. Well, Come I don't on. know. I mean, is it is it food poisoning or is it just a you know flu this time of year? I guess because that was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess it saved us a week's on wages, which it's probably not too bad. <laughs> sick pay, sick pay. Yeah. Um, yeah. We got an update uh, on Don Ballard. Uh, you've probably heard, but he has undergone his surgery in the week. Um, all things went well. Um, so now he begins his long recovery, which will see him we'll see him back in around a, a year, 10 to 12 months. So, uh, yeah, this is where the uh, the rehab starts for him. So best of luck, Dom. Get well. Uh, I know you're going to do it right. You've got a lot of people, a lot of good people around you. So uh, hopefully we get him back and he's fitter than ever. Uh, it's going to be a long road of recovery for him. So 10 to 12 months is probably when he's back to true full fitness. But that doesn't mean he's going to be up and running and in, in, in a groove until probably the following year. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really, really bad. Bad time for him. But then again, it's never a good time, is it, to have that injury? But um, yeah, that's it. Um, change of game time, rather. Our game at Swansea on the 20th of January uh, has been moved for TV reasons um, from 3 p.m. to 12.30. Sky uh, picking that up for the narrative of Martin's return to Swansea, no doubt. But uh, yeah, it could be very interesting, that one. Oh, also Ryan Manning. 18-year-old Will Armitage has signed an extension on his contract to keep him here until 2026. A little bit of non-news, really. It's been and gone, but I thought we'd mention it anyway. Russell Martin and Adam Armstrong, they were nominated for Manager and Player of the Month uh, for November. Daniel Fark and Sammy Smodix picked them up, though, but uh, probably probably rightly so. I mean, I guess Russell Martin was in with a shout after an unbeaten month and all that, but but yeah, Leeds have, uh, have picked up well. And Sammy Smodix, I mean, there's no... No doubt that he's uh, he's the man of the moment, which I'm sure, Tim, you'll allude to in the uh, in the Blackburn preview. There is some transfer news, Tim. This this time of year, obviously, the window is just about to reopen. And, it, you know, you've had half the season to to look at your side, see what, what what's working, what's not. And you can bring some more players in, maybe get rid of some people. And there, there's a lot of news this week about Seiko Mara uh, reports that he's he's been unhappy with his involvement. Um, and he favours a loan away for a while. Um, Lille and Marseille are said to be interested, as well as a number of clubs in Germany. Uh, I mean, what what do we think about Maritim? Because he started two games this year. He's he's yet to get off the mark. Uh, but Russell Martin is really, really happy with him. He said he, he's not had this conversation with him, but insists he is happy here and and everyone seems happy with him. So what do you think of this situation? Is this just nonsense or is this something that could make could make sense for both it it makes sense because one he's a player who's not getting in the team he previously well, he's get, played he's a getting minutes he's not starting but he is coming on yeah but he i mean so coming from bordeaux he's french he it, it makes it makes 
sense that the agent's going to want to plug this because they're mentioning Marseille and Lille, who are teams that are probably a little bit better than his level. Now, if he was one, they wanted to go and sign for like Montpellier or Lorient or whatever, that would make a little bit more sense. But I think they're throwing big names out there to push and generate news and buzz. And the agent itself is doing this. So I believe Russell Martin in the case that I think this is a a showmanship from the agent perspective and not from Sekou. It seems weird that we've had him for this amount of time and we still really don't know about him. He hasn't really hit the ground and he hasn't had a long stretch of time in, in, in the squad. But whenever he has had his chances, he's not really taken them, has he? But. I, I don't know. I mean, is it something that we have to just keep be patient with, or do you, do you think, yeah, we should just let let him go on loan and let him let him play some first team football? Is he going to be important to us in the second half of this season? If we are ex- expecting or not expecting uh, Ross Stewart to come back, then he's going to probably still have the same role. And say Adam Armstrong, God forbid, or Shea Adams, also God forbid, get injured. You know, who's the next man up? It is Mara, and he's going to get his chance. So uh, it's a little scary, but I think for depth purposes, we need contr- we need to work with him. And then the offseason is probably something where I can see him leading. Mm. Yeah, I think it, it, it just depends what goes on in this festive period, doesn't it, with injuries and, and how the results are going and his, his, his involvement, really, and see see what lies ahead it's a little difficult to tell with with so many games left to play before that window even opens but yeah personally i'd like to keep hold of him um i just think for depth reasons and he is a, you know he is a player that we can have that can come off the bench although against watford i wasn't too happy to see him come on but you know we'll talk about that in a bit but i'd still like to uh like to keep him around if possible because i still really don't know what what you know what he offers uh, under 21s, they played Everton on Monday, uh, Monday the 4th in the Premier League 2, and they got battered 5 0. So uh, things are getting pretty bad for the under 21s. Uh, and they next play Derby away on the 15th, Friday the 15th of December. The women, uh, they've been on their internationals, of course. And uh, I will say just one thing England under 23s drew, drew 1 1 with Spain, and Ella Morris scored for England. So that was. Fantastic. Uh, and today, of course, we're preparing as we speak uh, for the big South Coast derby in the FA Cup third round. That's a 2 p.m. kickoff. I um, mean, that's at Wesley Park. So need to need to do this one. I'm going to have all eyes on that, of course. Um, uh, under 21s, they played uh, the FA Youth Cup on Friday night and they got knocked out uh, by West Ham. Uh, they, they, they drew 1-1, ultimately lost 4-2 on penalties. But, you know, West Ham won that competition last season, so it was a very good effort on the road. And Jay Robinson actually gave us the lead before we were pegged back. Um, So, yeah, out of that competition. um, Next match, they play Chelsea away on Tuesday, the 19th of December. Go on to Watford. Going in on a high, 11 undefeated and kept clean sheets on our last two. Uh, Adam Armstrong, of course, in top form with 12 goals. Only three of those on the road, though. On our travels to Vicarage Road, it's not been too bad. Unbeaten in the last eight, won four and drawn four. And that run obviously extends now. Watford, of course, were going in in great form as well. And they were looking to make it three wins in a row for the first time in over a year. But yes, Saints made it to 12 undefeated with that 1-1 draw. The last gasp equaliser from Reese Healy, six minutes into the allotted eight minutes of injury time. A frustrating end, but in truth, Tim, 
it was a, it was just a frustrating afternoon, wasn't it? It wasn't pretty. And no. when we look at the game itself and compared to a lot of them, if we came out and had a squeaker and we won 1-0, we would be like, wow, that game was kind of a stinker, but I'm glad we won. And now we were talking about it and saying, well, 1-1 seems like the right fit, but that's not what we need. You know, if you're in a promotion push, you need to be able to beat the teams around you, squeak things, you know, squeak things out, even if you may not be playing well, like the, like the West Brown game, where I feel like we're probably, a draw was probably the best result um, or the appropriate result where we still won. So to me, it was, it's a, it's, it stinks. And I think Wesley Hoot was a, was a, was a problem. He did play pretty well in my opinion, but it was a, it just wasn't, it's, it's just a stinker. Yeah. Very disappointing. Um, the, the whole performance really second half picked up a little bit, but just not enough. So we didn't have enough all day really, but um, going into it is starting 11. I mean, I expect it to go unchanged. Um, from that comfortable Cardiff win. Uh, but then, of course, we had Flynn, Flynn out with that illness. Um, Joe Rebo steps up. That's the first start for him since that loss to Ipswich in September. Uh, no more changes, though. Ryan Manning holds on to his, his place after a good game against Cardiff, and Shea Charles also. Uh, I was wondering if he'd put Smallbone back in to fit, uh, if he was fit enough. But uh, once again, Tim, we... we I, we can't really grumble about the team selection. No, well, it makes sense. And Aribo coming in uh, wasn't something I expected. I expected Smallbone, but I understood why. I think we saw from last week's game that, uh, you know, Aribo can, can play. And there was a, a, good, a really good move there down on the, right, on the right side where Aribo was just able to hold and maintain possession. Uh, big bodied, really was in control and was eventually went out for a corner. But a great play and I could see where his talent comes from as we signed him from Rangers, you know, who he, where he was in the Europa league final playing. Yeah. I, I, I looked at the team sheet and thought with him and I thought it does seem quite attacking. Uh, it wasn't, we weren't sitting back on it, you know, without Flynn Downs with no small bone, you bring in Rebo as a replacement. I thought, okay, well we're going for it here. We're just going to go out from the off. Um, but Never really happened, and and I've kind of put a Rebo in that scale where he he's used as a player to shore things up a little bit because he as you said he is a big body. Bring him off the bench if we've got a one or two nil lead, um, and then just to see out the game. But starting with him, I don't know. I don't think it's ever really worked for a Rebo. But that's not to say he wasn't good yesterday because I thought he was. I thought he was okay. Um, nothing spectacular. Nothing terrible. Um, pretty much like the team. But yeah, it's, it's just the whole. The whole first half, it was just difficult. It just, I mean, limited on those chances, and Watford had the better of them. Just one shot in the opening 45, and that was off target. And it, it, it just seemed like a game where we weren't just gonna, we weren't gonna have enough. Yeah, and overall, I do think our our midfield was poor. I think that there was there's something missing, and, and Flynn Downs was the, you know, the cog in the wheel where. Charles could be good defensively, but may not be the best progression going forward. Stu didn't really have a have a strong or make a significant impact. No, he impact. kept giving the ball away, didn't he, Stu? It was it was a weak game for him. Yeah, and Arivo is not a game changer to me. He he's somebody like you said to solidify and really keep the keep things as it is, because I don't see him, you know, in that. Game, yeah, like like an Alcaraz or somebody comes in with a little bit of flair exactly, that can yeah. that can. That, that can change it all. With Stu, with Shea, with Aribo and Alcaraz, I mean, I thought I thought the, the midfield was really poor. 
And I think that's our weakest link right now. And mm. just something curious to consider, to think about. I'm trying to get that balance right, isn't it? When you lose someone like Flynn Downs, it's like, do you do you, do you you want to defend more in the middle? Would you want to go, go for it? And we were neither there. Well, we had nothing really, did we? And just weren't probing enough. And once again, you know, we led on the possession stats, but having nothing to show for it. And it's frustrating because we, we have the players in this division to really do some damage. And I just don't think we show it enough. I mean, if you take a look at Leicester, I mean, they have the ability to dominate teams and are doing so. I mean, Leeds and Ipswich are doing it too. They make it comfortable for themselves, but we rarely do this. And in some ways, we're our own worst enemies. Well, most of the time, it seems that way. And I, I really thought Saturday would be the day where we see Ipswich. You know, their wheels will fall off at Borough. But no, they keep winning. And they don't dominate possession or passes, but they get the job done every week with an inferior squad. Well, supposedly inferior squad. And it's but with Saints, it's like they think their job is done at one nil. And I, I, I don't think this is Martin's approach. Uh, well, maybe maybe it is. Maybe it's just like, let's just be difficult to score against rather than, you know, have the hunger to go for another. But, you know, we see it with Leicester. They they score. They score again, they score again, they just keep going. But we don't seem to be able to do that. Is this the player's mentality or is this Martin? It's a very methodical approach from Russell Martin. And I think, you know, reading in the offseason what to expect from from Swansea fans were that he's going to frustrate you at times because the ball is slow. He, it really does feel like we're playing a slower game than every other team around us. There's more franticness and sometimes, you know, they may look completely out of place. But for us, we want to maintain and hold and be in control, which is the slow and small buildup and recycling play and the tiki-taka style that you'd see from Spain in the in the 2000s and 2010s with if they don't like it, they don't see it, they're going to recycle and try again and try and break the, you know, try to break them down. So for us, there's nothing, you know, there's no, I guess there's no over the topness. There's no significant player that's just amazing that can be able to do that. And for us, the ball is told to stay in, in our, in our possession, because if, if it's in our possession, then it's not in their possession. And whether we think that or not, it's, it's not a, it's not the prettiest game around. It's kind of just boring and it lacks excitement. So it, hmm. it's his style and I don't like, I, I like it, but I don't like it at the same time. I know exactly what you mean, but let me put this to you, right? So let's just say for argument's sake that Maresca is in charge of this Saints side right now. Do you think he would be doing better with this Saints team than he would be with the Leicester team? I'd say slightly better. I do too. I think as hard as it is to believe, I mean, I, I don't have the Leicester uh, stats in front of me right now, but they score a lot of goals. And they did on Saturday. It's difficult to believe that if he was in charge of the Saints side, we'd score more than Leicester have. But I think overall the play would be better. And I think we'd have more points as well. Leicester have lost three games this season, I believe. There's a chance that we, you know, with Maresca or dare I say Daniel Fuck or somebody that um, has the ability to get the best out of the players would be doing better than Russell Martin is. I'm not trying to have a dig at Russell Martin because he's getting the job done. We're not losing games. But my point is that it's just, I, I, I feel 
we could and should be doing better with this unit of players in this division. Is that is that too harsh? We've capped our ceiling with him, where mm. the ceiling is higher for, say, Marseca or you said Daniel Fark. Um, the biggest thing about Leicester right now is they've only had 12 goals scored against them. Yeah. That's ridiculous because See, that, if you look that at would the, improve, wouldn't it? That would definitely. If he was in charge of Saints, that would we we would we wouldn't concede as many goals. Yeah, and Ipswich get, has given up 25. Leeds have only given up 20. So you know, for us giving up 28, and you know, we let's just say, well, the Sunder, you know, the Sunderland 5-0 that really obviously threw us into you know threw an issue into a cog in the wheel. That was but, a one-off. Yeah, yeah, we it's still at 32 goals. When we're looking at teams around us, there's we're not better than any of the teams, say, from 5 to 13 right now in the, in the table. Um, no. Right in, that low, right in that low 30s range. There's nothing, so, there's nothing that stands out there, is there? There's nothing yeah. that makes us any different to those teams. We're just getting the results at the moment. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me and the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, and I think Russell is getting giving us the opportunity and possession play is where the standard level of, you know, it could be even in the low, you know, low to mid thirties, but because of the quality of players we have, it pushes us into thirty into the into the higher thirties. And maybe then if you get the even the better players on top of it, you'd be in the lower forties. But mm. I think I think there's a there's there's sig- small but also then significant limit uh, limits to what we can do, and it's based on the quality of the players, the teams we're playing against, and well, that's just pretty much soccer at that point. But we did have to defend well on Saturday, uh, and that was probably a, a plus because we did do well. We did do a good job. We, we held them out. I mean, Harwood, Bellis, and Bednarik, they did their jobs well. Um, like a brick wall at times. I mean, a number of occasions, Watford was swinging the ball into the box, um, only to be turned away by Bednarik. And, and Bazunu, I mean, he was very good with... He had a number of good saves. I mean, that one on Aspria was, was just brilliant. I mean, he a fully stretched dive down to his right. Fantastic. So we did have to defend well at times. And that, that was good to see us, you know, winning that battle. Absolutely. So this is our seventh game where we let in zero or one goals. Wow. So seventh yeah. game in a row, even looking at that. So we had to go back to the Preston 2-2. So if there's one thing that we can say in this, you know, this 10-plus game stretch of un- being undefeated is we've solidified the back. To me, that is the great, you know, if, if you're going to play that slow, methodical game, you need to be able to build out and be in c- control and be comfortable, you know, playing and not let in those goals. And that is what is being able to keep us in. And, well, 
I mean, that's what you want. Now we just, we're missing that extra flair. We're missing that extra attack. We're missing that extra potential from some, from some of our players. He, I would, I want Alcaraz to step up, step up. Uh, Adams has this chance now that, uh, you know, Ross Stewart is obviously not going to be in for a while. He, I want him to be able to step up. Um, you know, Suleimana's out. So, you know, who, are we, are we going to have more time for Adozi and Fraser, especially? Yeah, that, that's need... that's one thing that's that's not talked enough about, really, is our defensive improvements. I mean, you take a look at the end of last season. Defence was our problem. We were letting in too many goals. I know it was the Premier League, but it was a problem. Um, and then you lose the likes of Belakotchap, Salisu. Um, you go down a division, I get that. But at the start of the season, I still would have said our weak point is that defensive line. Uh, but you said recently, or just uh, at the start of the show, that our midfield is probably the, you know, the weakest at the moment. But it just goes to show that Russell Martin has got a grip on this defence at the moment. And Harwood Bellis has been massive for us lately. I mean, we've even saw Mason Holgate come in and have a good game on his last appearance. So things have definitely improved. And I wasn't aware that, yeah, it was the multi-goal seven in a row, you say, that we haven't conceded more than one goal, which is... um. That's fantastic for us. It's really good. We, yeah, we just need to sort it out at the other end of the pitch and put more in, especially especially when we have that lead. From from the top down, looking in and say, if, if you go, you're going to go on a seven game run where you're only going to let in zero or one goal, are you going to take that? Absolutely. A hundred percent, a hundred percent of the time, you say yes. That's exactly what I want because for us going through so long. I want to let's give let's give Russell Martin props for the for the defense itself. Mm. I think the I think the missing the missing element is the midfield. And while I think Downs is is pretty good, and I think Stu is pretty good, and I think Smallbone is pretty good, and I think Charles is pretty good. Pretty good is not going to get us promoted. Pretty good is going to keep us in the playoff position. So. If there's anything that we, I feel like we should jump ahead and look at into the transfer window, it should be a midfield. It should be a midfield boost. When you say a boost, do you mean defensively, or do you think um, someone that can do it all, or someone that's box to box, or someone that's more attacking? Yeah, I'm looking at an, I'm looking at an eight, um, who's a box, who's a box to box, who's going to come in and replace. I mean, right now it's been a, a, a Charles Smallbone rotation. I want somebody who can be box to box. So mm. we'll play with those names later on and figure out what we can do. But for now, I think that's our weak point. And yeah, yeah. We, we need to be better. We sure do. Yeah. And towards the end of that first half, it was all Watford. I mean, the last 10 minutes of it or so were were them. And um, that, so, I, I mean, I, I looked at the halftime stats and it did kind of blow me away a little bit because... I was amazed to see that we had 63% in that opening half, um, which that, yeah, as I say, it blew my mind because I, I don't remember ever progressing very far with it. As I say, we only had one shot. And actually, my son, who knows nothing about football, he doesn't like it at all, um, he decided to watch the second half with me. Uh, and he commented that, that Watford are playing the good balls and, you know, we just keep turning around and passing it backwards. And I was just like, it hasn't taken you long to realise that, has it? And it's just... Um, yeah, that that is pretty much the, the the sums up that first half, doesn't it? It was lackluster. It wasn't exciting, and there just wasn't a whole lot going on. So uh. no, and I, I am trying to take the positives here because of all the negative talk. But we didn't lose the game. Um, and, and if if we can nick a point away to a good side in in form, who outplayed us at times, then we're doing something right. Absolutely. I want to talk about Alcaraz. Not the best. 
uh, didn't have a very good game. Uh, Sky had his role uh, uh, in the formation to centre Adams and Armstrong. But he kind of like dipped in and out, really. And wasteful on the ball, dare I say. He was yanked off at the break for, for Ryan Fraser. But yeah, just a not a typical Alcaraz performance. He hasn't been able to get into the game and get into a rhythm. And we, if, if you see the stats out there, though, when he starts, we either he's never lost when he started a game. We've never no. lost a game with him. So knock it on with that with that comment. But what does that you know? What does that mean? Is 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 he the benefit? There's at some point in time in some of those games he wasn't a big he wasn't a big draw. And to me, I don't think he's been a big draw when it comes to uh, uh, when it comes to it. So what does he mean by big draw? He's not drawing players out. He's not dragging players with him. I don't think he's making a big enough difference. And in that false nine role where you've got Che and you've got uh, you, you've got Che and you've got uh, Adam, Adam Armstrong. Armstrong. Yeah. They're the ones who are getting, you know, getting getting the attention. The center back, the biggest center back, is obviously going to go for Che, and Adam Armstrong is going to try and run off and and you know sprint all the way down and try to beat everybody, whether it be the other center back or the fullbacks. And Alcaraz there is, you know, trying to move around, maneuver, but he's not doing good enough at that point. Where's his best position? Uh, right now, it's the bench. <laughs> no, I I do like him behind the behind the front too. Um, just giving him a little bit more freedom to do what he wants, but he seems to be too advanced or too deep, and I, I don't really know what what the best role is for him at the moment. You think the bench? Wow, that's some. No, <laughs> it's a little, it's a, but right. I mean, he hasn't t- for expectations of what we need, and obviously now for pure luck, he he needs to be able to start, but. He wasn't big enough in possession because if he's sitting as that midfield role, you know, your midfielders are going to, if you take a look at their heat map and also the number, the percentage of possession that we normally play, let's say we're at about 60% possession, 65% possession on average for the normal game. A midfielder is going to roll somewhere between, you know, three and a half to 6%. If you're 6%, it's going to be more towards like defender, like Jay Charles should be up in the, in close to six. He's sitting at most recently this these past two games or last past three games have been below two percent. And so what that means is he's not getting on the ball. He's not getting in position to get the ball. He's not tracking back mm-hmm. enough. He's not. There's something some way somehow that he is not he's not being involved. And that needs to change. Whether that is position that, change is that or he, he needs, doesn't know where he himself doesn't know what he's doing, where he's meant to be playing. Is this Martin misusing him? I think he, with a, with an Adam Armstrong and a Che Adams, two, you know, four, basically a four four two up top. He's like the attacking midfielder that sits behind him. He's being, he, he is not making enough of a difference. Um, so when we saw with that false nine roll with Sulemana up on the top left, Adam Armstrong in the top right, him sitting back, he was able to draw more, and so you saw more in the threes and the four percent possession on on the ball which made a huge difference. So when you, you know, as a flair player who needs opportunity to be able to get the ball, just like Suleimana is, you know, is he, does he have a defensive qualities? You know, is he good enough there? Is he, what, what, what else can he do to make, be able to make and go through? Adam Armstrong obviously can score a bunch of goals, but if he didn't track back a lot, you know, what, you know, what are you going to look for that? Adams is going to throw the elbows into Wesley Hood. And cause some trouble and break some stuff, you know, while he's down there in the in the opponent's uh, eight, eighteen and six yard box. Alcaraz can Alcaraz, cause trouble. 
<laughs> yeah, but he's going to try and run around him. He's not yeah. going to. He's not going to. What is you know what is the difference making potential that he has? And as a flare player, you know you need to be able to have that flare, and he hasn't had that flare. His flare has been put out. Yes, I just need him on the ball more and to be able to make that difference. But yeah, it, 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 whatever reason, it didn't work on Saturday, um, which is why you know, Fraser come on for him at the half. Um, it didn't take too long into the second half to, to, to the for the goal to come. Che Adams, 56 minutes, and it, it came from a from a Stuart Armstrong run, and he feeds the ball to Fraser. He puts the cross into Adam Armstrong, nods it back to, to Che, uh, and he coolly finishes it off. Nice composure, good finish, striker's finish. Um, he needed that desperately. And that, that's only his fourth goal of the season and his first since August at, um, at Plymouth. It was just a good play all around. We've seen that where the ball has basically gone over the top and then the defenders get drawn. So being able to make that work and then Che doing the big body thing, he was able to maintain composure and control. And then once he was able to do that, boom. He hit it right down, the, you know, right down the middle of the goal. He gave him a little bit of benefit where he just like completely, uh, you know, dove the wrong direction, which was also a kind of funny scene. But it, overall, that was a, just a great team play and was super happy with how that uh, that goal came about. Fantastic. Yeah, but couldn't hold on again. Uh, Russell Martin made three more subs eventually and not good ones. I, I understand them. Uh, small bone for a rebate. I get it. Uh, a little bit more defensive. Okay, fine. Stu off for Bree. Um, Mara for, for Shea. I said at the top, don't quite understand that. You know, we, we had Stevens and Holgate on the bench. Why didn't he use that option? I mean, it was clear that we weren't going to score. Not interested in getting another goal. It was clear that we were hanging on. Watford were attacking the whole time. We need to protect it. Why go half-hearted with Smallbone and Bree? Why not bring on a Jack Stevens or a Mason Holgate to shore up that defence? This is the things that uh, Russell Martin keeps getting criticised for. I know it's easy to criticise when we don't get the result that we want, and that's the first thing that happens, you know, blame the manager, you've got the tactics wrong. But to me, it was a it was a no-brainer. If you're winning 1-0 away from home against a good Watford side, they're giving it everything. You, pr- you bring on your defenders and you protect this lead. He didn't do that. It was interesting because when he brings on Bree... And it's not like a like-for-like like replacing that he did for Manning before. That's the first time that he's done that all season, where we have three fullbacks on the on the pitch then for the last 10 minutes of the game. And we've got two centre-backs so, on the bench that you didn't bring on. So in theory, right now you're playing five at the back, or are you allowing Walker-Peters to go forward? You know, the heat map does not actually show where like where they truly were. And Bree didn't make any big of a difference. In fact, he probably made a negative difference at, at that point because when you're in it, when it, and this was a new, it didn't work. So you obviously you tried something and it definitely did not work. That when you have three, like, was he playing that left sided center back? Was he playing that right sided center back? You know, we saw that with like fire at the back where Nathan Jones was kind of experimenting with it. Uh, and Bree was brought in and had a couple starts in the second half last year. I didn't like it. So if you wanted to bring in, let's just say, Bree for Manning or Polgate for Manning, where you then are literally saying you're, you guys are your three center backs, you are not going forward, you're not pushing forward at all, that's what you're doing. That would have made more sense. Taking oh, off and ha- I just, now having – Yeah, three. I just think you take Shea off and you put on Stevens, not Mara. Waste yeah. Off. yeah. If you're, if you, if you're going to take Adams off, 
Or maybe you want to take take Adam Armstrong off because he needs the rest. I mean, we've got Wednesday. We've got a game on Wednesday to play, but you need to make the, you need to make all your subs. And why not why not bring on the defenders that that can make a difference? And you know, Stevens is chomping at the bit to get back on, but uh, not yeah. not used. I just think it was a, it was a bit of a howler from um from Russell Martin. And speaking of howlers, <laughs> Reese Healy, 96th minute, it was coming. There, there was always that danger. We could see it. it again, made it ourselves. Bazunu at fault again. It was such a shame because he was playing so well. And he's been playing so well lately as well. The last few games, he's been great. He's been making the right decisions, making some great saves, keeping the goals out, importantly. Um, and in this in this game, too, he he did look good. And that, that difficult save um, from Espria was, was brilliant. But I said this last week that he's he seems to be saving those difficult ones and then letting in the ones... That, well, that I could save, really. And um, I, I just want to mention that what New Jersey Scott said on our Discord, um, because I thought he hit the nail on the head with it. Um, so I'll, I'll quote him directly. He said, you see him make the great saves and you think you've really got something. But at high levels, that's just what a keeper does. The really good ones stop the easy ones all of the time. Spot on, I think. Um, yeah, thanks for that, Scott. But yeah, I think he's right. I, I just think <laughs> this is... This is Bazunu in a nutshell. I think that New Jersey Scott hit it right on the head. And to me, the thing is, is that you expect a player, you want a player with a high ceiling, and Bazunu has a high ceiling. His stretch range, his reach range, did you, for that, for the, for the, for the shot that was in the uh, earlier where he yeah, had to the, go dive spray off. one, yeah. He dove almost well over a half of that half of that within like a second and a half and he that looked like a proper keeper didn't he it was excellent just looked oh like my. a great save one of one for the highlight reel yeah i mean in terms of it wasn't even like a pure acrobatic because you have to get so low and then get the range out that it it's unbelievable i mean it's one of the best that i've seen it reminds me of actually he reminds me of pickford a lot where he has the same stature very stocky he's not the tallest guy around and you know, about six, they're about six, two and really can, uh, you know, and I think pick, you should be looking at Pickford as a, I want to say like the, you know, the, his potential range, but pretty damn close to it. So when he's able to do that and make the difference like he can, and we've just been able to see, and I think he's progressively getting better. You still have to make the small things. And so the, something like this, where we're seeing an opportunity slip because of it, you know, are you, do you want to just say, oh, it's the law of averages and he didn't save the really hard one, but he saves this one instead? No, I mean, you play, you play the game and he didn't make the chance and it went right through him. I don't know what happened. I don't, I mean, is I, it, I look back at it. It's just a lack times. of concentration, isn't it? It's just like you've been doing so well all game, looking for free uh, shutouts in a row. And then, you know, you, you just, you, you lose sight of it for just a second, and that's it. It's, it's, Did he blink or something? Like what was like? What the hell went wrong? <laughs> There's been so many times I could have said that this season. It's just like it was at him. It was right at him, and he just sort of like dove over it. A horrible, hor- horrible way to 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 lose the points. And draws aren't good enough when the elite teams keep winning. And you know we 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 can't hope for automatic promotion with games like this. That and we just have to see them out. And this game, I don't know. I look back at it and say this is. You know, these are points dropped rather than another point gained and the streak continuing. And it's just such a horrible way to concede. And it's just it's hard to take. But I will say Watford did deserve at least a point. And, you know, they, they, they've been playing well lately and they deserve something out of this game. Yeah. Throughout the entire game, a draw makes sense. But when you lose in the, in the 90 plus six, 
it, it still hurts and it hurts really bad. Yeah, and I'm going to quote uh, someone uh, on Discord again. By the way, uh, thank you to all the Discord people. I just want to say as well that you are all you guys are brilliant. I love reading through all your messages and stuff, and just just a general chit chat on the Discord. It's um it's great. But yeah, and he said like 60% possession, and Watford doubled our shots, and I had more on target. The object of the game is not to possess the ball, but to score. Again, another one that's that's hit the nail on the head. Do you think Russell Martin knows that? Because it, it just seems to be that. Well, you know, we we dominated the game. We had all the ball. But if you're not scoring goals, it doesn't mean anything. It's just, it's... Yeah, we we just purely need to score more goals. Football's a simple game, isn't it? But yeah. <laughs> um, so we, we, we remain fourth. So that's played 20, won 11, drawn five, lost four. 38 points. 10 points now, Tim, off that autom- automatic promotion spot. Three points behind Leeds in third. But, I mean, West Brom lost. So six points ahead of them uh, in fifth. That's something, I suppose. We've got a little bit of a gap there, but, you know, there's gaps either side of us now, so that's not so good. Um, 60% possession, yeah, with six shots against their 11. Three of ours are on target to their four. Do you have the XG for this? Because this surprised me. So we had 0.8 to their 0.5. That sounds fair. That sounds about right. Do you think? I, I wouldn't have thought that we would have had a better XG than there, especially with the shots that we had. Um, I mean, we've had enough... The thing is, is we've had enough ball uh, possession into their 18, into their six, which, you know, you get incremental approaches. You get your 0.05, your 0.1s, your 0.15s, mm-hmm. where you're not really going to you're not really going to score those chances. And when you look at when you look at Chase shot was probably what, because it was right center in the middle and nobody you know, there was nobody who was immediately in front of him. That had to be probably in the, the 0.35 range. And so when you add it all up. Point eight sounds about right. Oh, I was I was a little bit surprised. Russell Martin then he said we need to get the second goal and it's game over. The most frustrating thing is the goal we concede. Sometimes you feel like you're hanging on, but it didn't feel like that. I actually felt like we were going to score a second goal. I have to disagree with that. Uh, we were throwing so many men forward. Oh, sorry, they were throwing so many men forward because they had nothing to lose and were leaving themselves open. I thought we might get a second goal. But we concede. Honestly, my real frustration is that rubbish goal. Um, I don't agree with it, really. I don't. They were throwing men forward, and we weren't going forward. We were just sitting back, and we were just letting them do it. There was no, there was no chance of a counter. There was no. We at that point of the game, we had no. And this is into stoppage time. I'm going to say we didn't have enough of the ball at all. Um, so I, I I disagree with that. Yeah. Uh, man of the match. I'll let you go first. I, I think it's quite obvious, actually. I mean, oddly enough, Bazunu was in with a chance for me because the safe's been playing excellent lately. But you can't concede goals like that. And so, yeah, it's a no from me. Um, but to me, I'm going to give it to Jan Bednarik because of his excellent. I think he was excellent in the first half. He even registered a shot on goal, which was our best in that half. And he had the most interceptions and the most clearances as well with nine. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So, um, yeah, that that, stand, that stood out for me. So, um, Jan Bednarik for me. That was a really well-designed corner kick. Seeing yeah, that, yeah. Where, where, he, where he rolled off the edge. I've never seen that before, where you had, like, I've seen people roll off, but not a center back who is on the post 
roll off before. So whomever that there was their set piece, co- set piece coach who called that out, that was fantastic. So I was really happy with that. So obviously he got himself in a position to be successful there. Um, Bazunu had it literally from the zero, you know, beginning of the game to 90 plus six. Yeah. And then of course he lets that in. So, you know, um, so I'm going to actually go with Che Adams. And the reason being is I think he's had a little bit of a struggle recently. He hasn't been able to get into his form. And finally, he's gotten the opportunity to get into that rhythm. He's building off of and working with Adam Armstrong. And his and he did the, he did the ugly work because I think while, you know, Poisterous and Hoyt were OK and be able to hold it in there, I think he caused some havoc down down below and more than we, more than we even thought. So to me, I want, and then with the goal itself, getting back into form, I think he's ready to rock. I think he'll be able to step up and give us some more goals for the rest of the holiday period. And I'm going to go with Che Adams. Excellent. I like it. Hopefully that will, uh, hopefully he'll hear you and that will be uh, confidence. A confidence boost for him, um, but a confidence knocking one from Bazunu. Uh, so yeah. Okay. We, we turn our attentions to next week and a busy one again, another one to contend with. Uh, starting with Coventry City away on Wednesday, the 13th of December at the Coventry Building Society Arena. Uh, and then back to St. Mary's next Saturday for Blackburn Rovers. So we'll start with Coventry then, Tim. That's to say Wednesday, the 13th, 7.45 kickoff. And that is on Sky Sports. Take it away, Tim. So nicknames. Uh, I'm going to go with the shitty tenants. Um, Do you know about the how they got booted from their stadium? Coventry, they're the Sky Blues. Um, Founded in 1883 and really their only most successful trophy they had is the 86-87 FA Cup. So they were booted from their stadium. Uh, I can't believe, you know, in, in, in the world of English football, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, every football dominates everything, but they got booted from their stadium by a rugby team from that. So they had to play at Birmingham City, which I mean, that's probably what, like 30 miles from Coventry to Birmingham, uh, 20, 30 even, miles. Not even that, I don't think. Well, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, Coventry is a one city team. There's not there's not much. Uh, there's a football team that is there's. So they had to go and play. And so for two years, they were kicked out of their home stadium. which was So they didn't even play in Coventry. They had to play at Birmingham City. So that kind of sucked. And yeah, so they're shitty tenants, I guess. But (laughs) last been in the Premier League in 2000. uh, They've gone up and since then, they've gone up and down the tables between second, third and fourth. Um, But last year they lost in the playoffs. I mean, did you did you watch the Luton Coventry game? I did. Yeah, I did. That was nerve-wracking the entire time and you know losing on penalties in the playoff final it's it's tough it's it's really really tough to think about um but they were so close lost 6-5 and then going into the season you know just like how we lost Ward Prowse they lost their best player to Sheffield United of all teams in Gustavo Hammer yeah they Um, lost um Jokeresh as well he they did and so um, I'll highlight that here in a second with all their new players, but currently they're f- sitting in 15th. But if you want to play the XG game, they're in ninth place. And that's because of two players here. Um, well, two players because they signed two players to take the place of one. So Victor Gokoresh, uh, who is now in Benfica, signed for over 20 million pounds, which is a pretty substantial number, not only for a, a championship team to receive, but for a Portuguese team to sell, to dish out for. 
But if you take a look at him right now, he he's playing fantastically for them, and uh, I would have he's liked worth him, the... to be honest. I thought, I mean, oh we played, yeah, we played him in the FA Cup a couple of seasons ago, didn't we, at home, and um, Giocaris scored against us then. Um, I, I, yeah, a fan of his. I thought he would have been a good fit for Saints. Yeah, and so they signed two players, Ellis Sims, who's young and from Everton, and they signed him because Everton probably had to just take the money, as we can tell they're in some financial issues. Um, but they also signed from Turkey, not not actually from the Turkish league, Haji Wright. And mm, as, I knew you were going to mention him. <laughs> well, as an American, uh, you know, he... he I would say he hasn't had the most successful tenure as a striker, but he did score in the World Cup for us against the Netherlands. So uh, interesting, but you know, because he he absolutely dominated, had over 20 goals in the in, in the Turkish league last year, and so for that for Coventry to be able to sign him, they thought they can do a one-two punch, get the output that Victor had from last year, and honestly, Sims has been really really piss poor and right is Wright is putting them in that XG. That's right. is it, he hasn't been playing a lot of the games though, has he? I might, I might be wrong. They've been rotating in and off and they haven't had full, they haven't been starting every game. Neither of them have been starting every game. So they're yeah, minute, they they haven't got a settled striker like we have with, um, with uh, Adam Armstrong at all, have they? Correct. But yet they signed two players to take the role of Victor and they can't even replace what he's done. No. So, but Wright is putting them because the chances he are is taking, he's just not finishing them. That's why their XG is so high. Is Wright is the main main difference player for them. Um, but besides that, uh, key players themselves. This is the scary thing. This is the scary thing. Did you see, did you catch the uh, did you catch the most recent game from Coventry? Uh, no, I don't believe I did. Well, that's uh, what's scary is Callum O'Hare is back. And oh, he scored a, twice, yes, I did. And he that. scored twice, and his now he is ready to tear up the league. His ACL tear put him out for eight months, and he is ready to go. And I do not like that at all. That is not good when you got a player who is hungry, who wants to come back, and there's a quality of him. So between Haji Wright, which I think we can, we can do all right against, um, and then uh, Callum O'Hare. It'll be tough. So taking and looking back their last five games, they beat Birmingham 2-0 with O'Hare's two, goal, uh, two goals. They lost to Ipswich like everybody is, 2-1. They beat Plymouth 1-0. They beat Millwall 3-0. And they drew Stoke City 0-0. So what is the theme in the last five games? They've let in one goal. And oh, that gosh. is not very – I'm sorry. They lost – they let in two goals. They let, they've let in – uh, they've let in two goals with the, the Ipswich game. So two goals in the last five games. That's crazy. So Another team in good playing, form. They are in very good form. And you don't want to play a team who is not only hot as a team collectively, but then gets one of their, if not their best player back uh, on the season after he's been gone for eight months. Momentum yeah. is in their favor. Midweek so, at, their, at their ground as well. It's, um, it's tough. Let's hope they put O'Hare on minutes restriction because, mm-hmm. you know, midweek and still just coming back in, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to rush them. So if you could, you know, Coventry, please, uh, please put O'Hare on the bench. That'd be great. Uh, less of a difference that he can make, the better. He's the one that scare me. But 
I think we can stop uh, Haji Wright and Ellis Sims up top. I think that Bednarik and, and Howard Bellis can do it. And now that I say that, uh, Wright's going to have a hat trick, and uh, <laughs> you know the American anthem is going to be playing in the in 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 the stadium speakers uh, because you know he'll get the game ball and it'll be win. No, I think it'll be. Um, it's going to, I th- you know, because they'll play the ball over the top, but now that they have, have O'Hare and they're attacking mid, they can break through the lines uh, with their momentum. It's going to be tough. And there's no easy games in the championship. What, are, what, what do you think? Um, wow. In terms of predictions, uh, you're up first, Tim. So I think we're going to have a better game than we did against Watford. I think there's going to be something about a midweek game that creates more, a more even playing field. But I still don't think we're going to be able to take it out. So, unfortunately, I think uh, it's going to be a 2-2 matchup. And I think the Fazden's going to have a slip up here and there. And we're going to be able to take uh, take it to him. I think Adams will start. And I think he'll get another goal. Or at least have some type of assist or play, you know, a point, uh, you know, uh, make, make any huge difference as well. Wow. Okay. I wasn't expecting you to say that, I, you know, considering they're not conceding a lot of goals right now. Uh, and we're not exactly scoring a lot of goals right now. Um, I, I'm I, I'm like you. I don't think that we're going to be able to to beat them. I think they're you know at home they're in good form there for a reason. Callum O'Hare coming back as well. Um, yeah, I, I, I think this has got draw written all over it, and I think it's a low one. I think it's going to be one-one. Kevin thinks that uh, Saints are going to take the win, so he's going for a two-one Saints win. Um, so that that is interesting. Um, but yes, our our week is not done. Uh, Saturday, we return home, thankfully. Hopefully, you can get uh, Adam Armstrong scoring again. Uh, and another clean sheet would be very nice. But we take on Blackburn on Saturday, the 16th of December. That's a three o'clock kickoff. Uh, so, yeah, tell us about Blackburn, Tim. Well, first off, they're those suckers who sold us Adam Armstrong. So <laughs> we'll take we'll take that. Uh, I mean, well, Adam Armstrong hasn't made a big enough difference since he's played for us, except for this season, obviously. Mm. Um, and probably one of the most famous for is their quarter panels. I, do you like the quarter panel or the half panel little shirt that they have? They're always the blue the and ha- the white. The half and half. Yeah, I like it. The half and half. They've got, some, I've seen some quarter. Not, yeah, I've quarter- always liked the Blackburn kit. It's always been one. One that I like. Um, I yeah, think it's made unique. famous by uh, Shearer and all that. Oh, I think it's fantastic. I, I, I think as a style, I like pinstripes too, so don't get me wrong with Southampton, you know, having the pinstripes. But quarter panels, there's something about it that you either have to be Blackburn or a jockey in, uh, you know, right, racing a horse and to be able to rock quarter panels. Is it um, quarters? So it's not quarters though. It's halves, isn't well, it? Well, the halves, but they have had quarter panels yeah, before, yeah, right? yeah. like the, the, like the top, the, you know, the four. But, uh, I, am always, I'm thinking of that. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm thinking of different, yeah, like you said, the sheer back in the day with the, with the style and setup. Um, yeah. but the half and half, it's, uh, to me, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty iconic. Yeah. And they're also known as the Rovers, which is interesting because they've been playing at Ewood Park since 19, 1890. And they were wow. founded in 1875. So if you haven't wandered, you know, you haven't wandered around, you haven't, ro- you know, been a rover since 1890, can you really call yourselves the <laughs> Rovers anymore? I mean, it's 2023. That's 140 fucking years. Like, you're just Blackburn now. You can't really be a rover. You're not, you're not. 
and it, they can't even dub like dub themselves the Mars Rover. Like they're not. It's just not. That's the only rover. So your rover. nickname is the not the Blackburn non rovers, or just yes, the non, the non rovers. The Blackburn non rovers. Yep. <laughs> As the only one of the non big six, and I guess the the Money Seven. I'm just going to dub them the Money Seven now in the Premier League. Uh, to whoever won the Premier League, that is. Um, they're currently sitting in 11th place, and can we just talk about Sammy Spodix for a little bit? Yeah. Take a, Oh my God. I mean, I want to give props for props is due. So 14 goals in the season. He's been absolutely fantastic. They signed him for a million pounds from Peterborough and you know, he, he, he looks so good. He looks so good um, as a winger too. He's not like your traditional nine. He's not like the Victor Gorkarez um, or, you know, Adam Armstrong could be kind of a winger, but he's definitely more of that, you know, that nine up top. And he does remind me he has the same profile. Uh, Smodix is the same profile as Adam Armstrong. So you've got that small, shifty, really fast player, uh, amazing curve of a shot. So, you know, he's being he's extremely successful and he's finally hitting his own. He's at 28. Um, and he. Wow, just you got to really outside of uh, you know outside of him, you know who are you looking at? I actually don't really think there's a whole lot more on their team to be able to 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 write home about. Uh, Callum Britton, who's their fullback, he's been pretty good on the season so far, but nobody else has been made either two goal contributions, whether it be uh, assists or goals, other than Spotics. Yeah, and, and the, player of the month as I say for uh, for November for the uh, for the whole of the league. So yeah, yeah, and it's funny you look at that. You look at Smodix and he had this big old smile on his face. And then Daniel, then you flip you flip the you know you flip to the next picture and it's Daniel Farka looking looking as happy as ever. You know, with the very mm-hmm. German smug smile that he's got. And and even it wasn't his smile. It just looked very un very unhappy. It's, it's glare, yeah. Yeah, it's glare. <laughs> It's like he's looking he's he's looking into your soul as he, as he <laughs> took that picture. He's like, this is this is for the team. This is for you. Um, <laughs> but uh, and then while he hasn't he really hasn't made a big enough difference, though, uh, former Saints player Sam Gallagher on their team as well. Mm. Somebody to, somebody to mention about he's only played. Uh, he hasn't really started very much. He's only started a couple games and he's played under 300 minutes in the season. So, uh, last five. So, lost to Leeds 2-0. They lost to Wednesday 3-1, yeah. mm-hmm. which was very, very, very interesting. Um, they beat Birmingham City 4-2. They beat Stoke 3-0, and they lost to Preston 2-1. So, outside of Smodix, you know, that, that he needs to be stopped. We know that. Once you're, If you're able to stop Smodix, I'll let anybody else shoot. I'll let anybody else play. Um, but he, he is the key. So one interesting to think about is they between sixth in the table and 21st in the table right now, that's nine point. There's nine points difference between that. That is parody. Mm. You know, that is entertainment. That's what the championship's all about. Yeah. It's why they call it the best league in the world, because there's a lot of parody and anybody can really, truly anybody can beat anybody. I mean, Wednesday beat Birmingham uh, to Blackburn three one. So Saints beat Leeds. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and and we and we dominated too. It wasn't like just a we scraped it out. They play against Bristol City midweek. Bristol's on the up right now because of their new manager. So I think Blackburn is one of those like roller coasters. They're up, they're down, they're up, they're down, and they're right in you know the right in the thick of things, being eleventh place uh, in that, but in that range of the nine points between sixth and twenty first. So you know, are we going to win? 
Are we going to, you know, are we going to dominate? Probably not. And, you know, is it, it's really just the hope that kills you because say something goes bad or wrong at Coventry and then Blackburn has a hot game and Smodix looks good. It's, it could be the hope that kills you. But without saying that, I think we're going to do pretty well. I do too. And I'm first on the predictions and I think we're going to, I think it's important that we don't let this, this, this Watford result, you know, get us. We, we can't dwell on it. We don't have time to dwell. Um, let's pick ourselves up against Coventry and then at home, you know, Adam Armstrong still, still banging them in for fun at home. Uh, and I think we'll be fine. I think we're going to win 2-1. Kevin, however, thinks it's going to be a draw and he's going for a Desmond. So he's going, uh, yeah, he's going 2-2. I think that we will stop Smodix. I think we will. Um, and I think something's good. It just, it, I just have a good feeling. I'll take a 1-0 win. Ooh, another clean sheet. Mm-hmm. Third in a row at, at home. Yep. After giving up two goals at Coventry, uh, you know, scrape that off. Know that they're a pretty good team, obviously, if they finish in the playoff final. Um, but I think I think we're going to Blackburn's going to be on the down. Oh, I hope you are right. Um, OK. And going on to our predictions from Watford. One uh, one was a popular score, actually. And Tim, you got one. You got it right. It's your first one this season. Did you know? Yes, I does. <laughs> and if you look at me in the in the points table, I think out of all the players or out of all the people who are in the predictions table who have predicted all the games this season, I am the worst. Yeah, I am. It is atrociously bad. So as I make these predictions, you just have to expect that it's going to be the opposite of whatever it is. I think that's what people are doing. They're waiting to hear you, and then they're just going to go in the, the complete opposite. But, I mean, you're doing quite well in fantasy football, so if something has to balance out, you know, you can't, yeah. have, you can't have it all. That's, you have to, you have, to have the pleasure and pain. Um, but, yeah, well, as I say, you got one. Uh, <laughs> Kev got one as well, actually. He got this 1-1. One, one. Um it was it was needed as as much as a as a Shay Adams goal I suppose but um also getting it right <laughs> unfortunately for you uh, Kurt Supple Coastal Elite Frederick Lazaro and Burke won uh, and Kurt Supple has now a two point lead over Coastal Elite who's moved up to second so good stuff everyone involved Super Six I'm doing terrible at Super Six by the way I won't tell you where I am in the league but uh, round twenty one was won by Adam Darlington on sixteen points. Round 22 was Laura Maratzing on 14 points. Uh, round 23 is still ongoing with Sunday afternoon's games. Uh, and overall, Andrew Knight has a massive lead on 208. Uh, so that just leaves fantasy football. All right. Sitting in the podcasters league, Harry Tizard still looking good. Uh, Armstrong FC, 912 points so far. Uh, a lot of us still have a lot of players to go uh, since we are recording here on Sunday morning, the 10th of December. Oliver Boast in second place and Tanswell coming up in third. Uh, pretty close right now. And Jamie Allen in fourth just just jumped uh, John Bailey. So uh, I'm sitting in sixth, Kev sitting in eighth, and Ray. Um, yeah. Struggling yep. again. You're pulling up the Sacco mm. uh, for, those who, for those who have watched the league. But... So um, going into the Net, uh, Net Number Podcast League, Tommy Rafferty uh, with the amazing We Hate Pompey name. Uh, great job. Love it. Big fan. Uh, surpassed Dan Buck, who is now uh, in second place. Brad La- Brad's Lads is in third. And Chris Bonner, while he hasn't a lot of players right now, Livra La Via Loca, uh, sitting on eight, but lots of opportunity here for the majority of uh, his team to come back up. Uh, so really close at the top. It's 20 points between fourth and uh, first and fourth. Uh, and the 
been filing here to fifth is Cancelo Culture, uh, Jamie Thorpe. Excellent. Uh, and Gaffer? So no point, no changes in the points table. This was a fairly regular week for everybody so far. I am still doing very well, sitting in first place right now, which is great to hear and great to see. So sitting in first place, uh, 1396. Sweet Baby Shea, Tim Brucker in second, uh, Moscow Mish, uh, in third, and Ray looking pretty good in fourth, but you're, you're a hundred points behind, uh, uh, third place in Moscow Mush. Oh my God. I've slipped a bit of yeah. time. Oh yeah. Dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. Um, yes. Okay. Uh, that's another wrap this week. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, we'll be back with our reviews of Coventry and Blackburn. Uh, and we have to preview quite a lot, actually. We've got preview <laughs> three games to preview, Tim, because uh, obviously the festive period is well underway then. Um, we have QPR, Swansea and Plymouth all before the new year is out. Um, so we'll do all that uh, next week on Sunday the 17th. Uh, so until then, up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Southampton. Podcast Network.